Hello and welcome to the BNP Paribas Markets 360 podcast. We cover the topics that matter from the global economy to market strategy. Hello, I'm Trevor Allen, Head of Sustainability Research here at Markets 360. And today I'm excited to be joined by Paolo Lamedica, Head of ESG Credit, and Sumati Semavoy Jane, Sustainability Research Analyst on my team. It's Thursday morning here in London on the 26th of January, 2023. In our 2023 ESG bond market outlook, we discuss the importance of both supply and demand factors. Today, we want to focus on the demand side and understand the role that central banks can play to push the energy transition forward, particularly in response to the ECB executive board member Isabel Schnabel's speech on the 10th of January. Pala, could you quickly remind us what the ECB's climate action plan entails? With pleasure, Trevor. The ECB has started tilting its corporate bond portfolio in October 2022 with the idea to reward issuers with better climate performance. How does the ECB intend to do this? The ECB assigns each issuer a climate score, and the score is based on three key elements, the past, the future, and the present. Now, the past is the track record of emissions, the future is the issuer's decarbonization targets, and the present is a snapshot of climate disclosures and how good they are. Green bonds are given a preferential treatment in the primary market, and the ECB clearly recognizes a unique role in funding the transition. I'm curious about this special consideration. What have you observed in terms of green bond holdings? Well, green bonds have stolen the show. We have analyzed how the ECB corporate portfolio has changed since last October. And the most important takeaway is that sustainable corporate bonds have represented 45% of all corporate bond purchases. So that's 24 bonds out of 53 bonds in total. Now, this compares to a proportion of 36% in the portfolio between January and June 2022. Wow, and 45% is even more impressive when we contrast the proportion of sustainable bond issuance in the primary market since October 2022, which has been around 27%. Absolutely. And keep in mind that green bonds represent three quarters of all sustainable bonds bought by the ECB since October. So, Paolo, which sectors is the ECB allocating to now? New purchases in sustainable bonds, including SLBs, belong to 10 different sectors. And these include uh, car makers, airports, food and beverages. And this is great news because we are finally seeing some much needed diversification in green bonds. And this is also important for the ECB, which is keen to fund CapEx in renewables and green technologies across sectors. Does this mean you are bullish on green bonds? 
Definitely. What I retain from this analysis is that demand for green bonds is to remain strong. And this primarily thanks to the ECB, with also some help from the preference shown by dark green funds for green bonds. Of course, realistically, the ECB cannot rely solely on on green bonds. To succeed, it needs to incentivize all industries, even the most polluting, to be part of the solution. Yes, that makes a lot of sense, Paola. I think the issue is now, under the corporate sector purchase program, are reinvestments ever going to be enough? Absolutely not. Um, Corporate reinvestments are 2.5 billion per month in 2023, and that is before QT starts in April. So to succeed in its decarbonization, the ECB really needs to hit the turbo and switch from a flow-based approach, i.e. reinvestment-based, to a stock-based approach, where they can actively change the composition of their portfolio by divesting issuers. And this is potentially a game-changer. The ECB corporate portfolio is... 344 billion, that is a quarter of the EuroIG non-financial corporate benchmark. Yes, and this will act as a further incentive for companies from all sectors to transition. Schnabel did acknowledge that the rate at which companies are decarbonizing needs to accelerate if the Paris Agreement goals are to be met. Paolo, which sectors do you think will most be affected by this? Isabel Schnabel showed some staggering stats. 5% of issuers in the CSPP contribute to 80% of emissions. So this suggests that the decarbonization of ECB portfolio really depends on a handful of names. And these companies belong to the usual suspects, oil and gas, chemicals, utilities, building materials, iron and steel, auto manufacturers and transportation. And within each sector, we expect the worst-in-class emitters to come under scrutiny and the ECB to encourage the worst-in-class to converge to the best-in-class in their sector. We think this shift will take priority over higher allocation in sectors that are already green. So how are spreads likely to react? Well, we expect the ECB to float rather than to stomp in the credit market. They certainly do not want to scare the market off, and their ultimate aim is to incentivize rather than punish issuers. So lots of carrots and very little stick. So stealth mode is the way to go. Hang on a minute there, Paolo. What about utilities? I thought they had the highest share of green bond issuance. Indeed, uh, utilities are the exception. The sector have relatively high scope one and scope two absolute emissions, but they also have the most ambitious transition plans, with circa 75% of CAPEX now taxonomy eligible. They are also frequent issuers of green bonds and sustainability-linked bonds, so we think the ECB will remain sympathetic towards the utilities, although utilities are already their biggest holding at 15%. Thank you, Paolo. Very interesting. So we focused until now on corporate bonds, but what about public sector bond holdings? Sumati, can we expect some shift there as well? 
tilting away from certain sovereigns relative to others is unlikely, given that the ECB remains guided by capital keys and doesn't have a clear methodology yet to assess a country's alignment with the Paris Agreement. Nonetheless, the ECB can buy a larger share of sustainable bonds issued by supranationals, i.e. the portion of supranational bond holdings would increase and buy more of a country's sovereign or agency green bonds relative to the same country's conventional bonds. For example, buy green once a conventional bonds matures. Interesting, Sumati. Could you dig a bit deeper into why the ECB could buy more sustainable bond issuance from supranationals? Well, first of all, supranationals are playing a crucial role for providing extra capital for green investments in Europe. Green bond issuance accounted for 20% of their new bond issuance in 2022, up from 8% in 2021. And this proportion will continue to rise, especially if their firepower is further reinforced for green transition purposes. For example, the German Chancellor recently highlighted the importance of ensuring member states with tight budgets have access to the necessary capital to remain competitive in the transitions. And one of the solutions is joint debt issuance from Supras. In contrast, green bond issuance accounts for only 4.8% of European sovereigns, roughly unchanged from 2021's 4.1%. So green bond issuance from sovereign will rise this year, but not fast enough relative to the record bond volumes expected expected overall in 2023. So as supra purchases are not dictated by capital keys and their green bond issuance is more abundant than that of sovereigns, they become a natural target. That makes a lot of sense. But are we hopeful that green bond issuance from sovereigns will still rise in 2023? Yes, we have to be. To meet 2030 transition targets and reduce dependency on fossil fuels, countries will eventually be pushed to dedicate more of their national and regional budgets to the energy transition. For example, enhancing grid connectivity and storage capacity. Thank you, Pala, and thank you, Samati, for joining me to discuss this very interesting topic. And thank you for listening. Do join us next time for more insights into the sustainable capital markets. This communication does not constitute research, a recommendation, or any form of advice from BMP Paribas or its affiliates. It does not consider your financial circumstances or objectives, and it may not be suitable for you. It should not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part.